0: I'm Katherine Yazzi and you're listening to It's Okay to Love Yourself, a podcast that exists to give you a permission slip to love and accept yourself exactly as you are. Through casual conversations, we'll learn from those on their own journeys to loving themselves and uncover the impact it's had on their lives. We'll also examine the systems such as diet culture that exist to keep us stuck in self-loathing. So come on, we're all on this journey together. Let's dive in. Hello everyone. This is Catherine, the host of It's Okay to Love Yourself. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode seven. And this is a solo episode that I wanted to I wanted to do and talk specifically about self-care and share a bit around what the last six months or so have kind of been like for me personally and how my self-care practices have evolved and not even evolved but just I think out of necessity they've they've become more of a primary act and how I'm going about my days and weeks, just because everything outside of, you know, the little bubble of my apartment is really, really, really fucking overwhelming. And I'm sure that I'm not alone in saying that. Uh, This year, this year just doesn't quit, right? Like we have had tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. I was thinking about this this week while I was watching different videos and seeing Instagram pictures of friends who live in the Bay Area in LA. Um, people sharing posts of, uh, friends that have family in Oregon and the fires are just completely ravaging the entire, west coast and the air quality is bad the people's homes are being destroyed um and I think for the first time since the pandemic really hit here in Boston and it really started to get real um this week was the first time in a long time where I feel like I had a couple moments (laughs) of just like chest tightening, heart racing, you know, just complete, complete nervous system overwhelm at what I was seeing and trying to make sense of everything. And I think seeing something like that happening in the world, um, and again, not even firsthand, but just through the internet, seeing that all go down, the news this week about trump knowing how deadly the virus is it's it's infuriating and i have been doing my best to be angry be sad um while also (laughs) making space to work on um you know my own things that i'm working on right now um and it's it's hard to compartmentalize these big major world events while also sort of focusing on your normal day-to-day like you know whatever you do to make money your family your friends It's, it's being a human in 2020 is exhausting and if if you are listening to this right now I just want to affirm that you're doing a good job whatever you're doing you're taking care of you you are surviving and that's enough you don't have to you don't have to feel bad for however you're coping right now because i think that it's it's a trap that i have certainly fallen into multiple times over the past 6 months um and it was actually i was in it, it was during my therapy appointment this week where i was talking to my therapist about feeling this overwhelming uh anxiety and having it kind of that recognition that like I haven't felt this way in a long time and it's it's all just becoming so much um you know just having someone (laughs) reaffirm to me that you know it's totally normal that you're feeling this way because everything out external everything happening is incredibly overwhelming um I, uh, you know, between the election, between just every major tragedy that we've not only, you know, heard or read about in the news, but I think in this age where we're seeing so many graphic and, and tragic events happen in front of our eyes, whether it's Ahmaud Aubrey, George Floyd, um, The fires, right? We just see this, the, the explosion in Beirut, like there's so many things that it's so difficult to turn that off. And I think it's hard when you when we're living in this world where everything is, the news cycle just never stops. And we're always subjected to more and more information. I think in one sense, like, we need and there's people in this world who need to see these images to wake up to the fact that our patriarchal white supremacist capitalist world isn't fucking working anymore. And it's not only not working, but we are seeing the consequences of all of our actions um, take center stage right now. Like we have just extracted and oppressed people and, you know, we're seeing this wealth gap that has been growing, a pandemic hits, (laughs) something that completely out of the control of anyone and all of the billionaires um, in the U.S. have tremendously increased their net worth by the billions, right? It's not even that they're just slightly becoming wealthier. It is... (laughs) it is enough to, it makes me sick to think about. Um, and it's, it's, it's a spiral in that, like you, you hear about one thing and then that ties you to another thought of what happened. And, and then maybe you go online to do some more research, to figure it out. And then you're like, yeah, another article and another article and another article. And I think that that is, that is really what I have been trying to work on in my own daily life is recognizing when, when I start to go down that information spiral, um, whether it's looking at Instagram stories or posts or Twitter or, um, you know, any reading the New York times, reading any like news publication, I'm trying to be aware of when I'm clicking to just just continue to like subject myself to, to all of this horrible um, anxiety provoking information. Cause I, I do think it's important to be informed, but I do think it's important to have boundaries around how you get your news, what you're consuming Because it completely, I don't know about you, but it completely takes over for me. And it's something that I have a hard time stopping. So, yeah, I think I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. And by the way, I'm just going to record this as complete stream of consciousness. But, yeah, I think that has been the number one sort of daily practice that I've tried to to practice and there are some days where i can catch myself and there's some days that i can do quote unquote good good job of not being on my phone very much um and finding other things to do to to stop the doom scrolling and to stop um you know spiraling down this news ridden world that we live in and there's other days where i I don't do so well and I think the work that I do after that type of experience is um, really just noticing how it makes me feel when I'm off my phone versus when I'm on my phone. And there's been times during the last six months where I have been completely uninterested in television um and I've been you know listening to a lot of podcasts and journaling and doing a lot of uh reflective kind of work on my own and have had no interest in watching anything or getting sucked into anything and then there's other times where um I can just watch (laughs) true crime documentaries for a whole day and uh, I'm on Instagram for four hours, like it's bad. There's days where it can get, <laughs> I can go into that into that hole for sure. Um, Which kind of leads me into my next point is that I mentioned just, you know, noticing and being aware of like how you're feeling day in and day out and like kind of tracing back, hmm, I'm feeling really anxious. Like, what did I just do for the last six hours? Or what did I do yesterday? What didn't I do yesterday or for the last six hours? And, like, how might that be impacting the way I'm feeling right now? Um, and I mentioned that because one of my major takeaways from this whole experience, and, um, again, this is definitely me speaking from six months into this pandemic, Catherine, (laughs) this was not really my point of view at the beginning of quarantine and, and this entire thing. The biggest thing that I have noticed right now is that I have to completely let go of what my days looked like, how, quote, productive I was um, how much I did, how much output I had, what I could do, any anything about life before March 2020, let that shit go. And especially what your life might have looked like, what you used to be able to do, how much information you used to be able to handle, how much you used to be able to Push through your whatever you're dealing with, whether that's with in your job, like you know, whatever, whatever you used to be able to handle, whatever your capacity was before all this happened. That is no longer an accurate measure of what your capacity is today in September 2020. It's just not, and. What I've noticed as I have been continuing to practice being more kind and compassionate to myself and recognizing myself um, throughout this time is when I go into a, when I have some negative self-talk or when I go into a thought pattern where I'm frustrated with myself and beating myself up over something. It's because nine times out of 10, it's because I'm comparing how I'm feeling or what I did or what I didn't do right now to what life looked like in 2019 and in January and February, 2020. And that is not, it's just not something that you can, base yourself on right now (laughs) we have been living through a global pandemic that no one on earth right now has ever experienced where in the U.S. there's almost a thousand people a day who are passing away from this horrendous virus and it is again tragedy after tragedy after tragedy we are not the same people that we were in early 2020. Very macro level world events and and world, um, you know, happenings that have been taking place. And that's not even scratching the surface on what I know that many of us have been dealing with in our own personal lives, right? Like out this macro world around us is literally burning. It is on fire right now. Everything everything is fucked up (laughs) and then inside of ourselves and in in our own daily lives we all are dealing with something And, and that I know is true for everyone and it was true before but I think the pandemic has just put that in perspective so much more is that it's opening up this conversation about mental health and it's opening up a conversation about how what people have on their plates because we have this collective trauma and traumatic events and grief that are happening all around us. Our lives have been completely upended in some cases. Um, We're really reckoning with all so many things right now. Um, and, And again, I think because we can all relate to that, anything else that we're dealing with. I think people are a little bit more open to sharing. Um, And it's been really humbling and it's been just, again, just so, uh, I don't know the word I'm thinking of. It's, It's just been a reminder again to everyone that everyone's got something on their plate that's weighing at them and that's you know it's we all are carrying a lot right now and so that message of giving yourself the permission to let go of what your life used to look like how much you did how much you exercised how much you cooked your own food um (laughs) how much you you know did whatever um Let go of that as your bar. Because this is just a whole new world that we're in. And what I have been trying to implement, and I'm still not there totally, but um, what I'm trying to do, I, before the pandemic, but definitely during the last six months, daily, almost daily journaling has become a really big part of my routine, especially if I'm trying to process something or I'm feeling anxious, um, it's just really helpful to kind of sit down and write out my thoughts and and get them all out of my head. And down on paper, it kind of forces me to slow down and put together <laughs> put together sentences instead of just like the utter chaos that can become my brain at times. And one thing that I've been trying to do with that practice is, you know, write about how I'm feeling, what I've done, what I'm working on, what I'm questioning, what I'm trying to explore, whatever it is. Um, But building in this process to kind of check in with myself and think about, okay, what did I do yesterday? How did I feel yesterday? what was something that felt really good yesterday that I could bring in to today to make me feel good today? What was something that I might've done yesterday that actually after I did it, it didn't feel that great. And so let me make sure I skip that today. So for example, (laughs) there was one day where I spent like four hours in the afternoon watching an entire true crime docu-series. And then that night I found myself feeling like a little anxious. I felt like I didn't do enough, like I just kind of like got into this weird headspace. Um, and so that was like just a good cue and a good reminder. Maybe, you know, maybe let yourself watch a couple episodes, but like, did you need I didn't probably need to spend four hours <laughs> like or or more watching an entire series at, at one in one sitting? Like that probably wasn't necessary. And it really didn't make me feel that great. It wasn't that good for my mental health. Um, whereas, you know, a positive thing was like, hey, you you took time to not just put a dinner together based on what was in your fridge, but you chopped vegetables and, and turned it into something. And and that feeling of using your hands to to make something like that felt really good today. And so how can we continue to do that Um, a couple times a week when you want to kind of make an elaborate recipe because you know that it's fun for you. Um, And I think that has been sort of the biggest shift for me throughout the last six months is that my life before the pandemic, before getting laid off, before honestly just (laughs) – everything in my life kind of turning on its head um I had thought of self-care as like what I did to de-stress and it was something that I did when I was feeling just on that cusp of like intense stress um and it was something that I did a couple times a week maybe you know maybe maybe once every night when I like do my skincare and stuff and whatever, but it was almost like I did them without really thinking about it. It was just like, okay, I have to do something like I have to, this is something where I can like slow down. Like whether I like go get a massage or like take a bath, like I need like, or maybe just spending a Saturday doing absolutely nothing and just relaxing on my couch. Like I just viewed that as like an activity that I had to do to release all this stress that had built up and it was like a pressure valve. Like it it really was, it was like, oh my God, like if I don't do something, if I don't help myself turn my brain off, if I don't stop working, if I don't, you know, whatever, whatever, like I'm going to snap and I need, I need this. I need to do this right now. I need to schedule something (laughs) to like help me calm down and feel better. And now I have, I mean, I haven't eliminated a lot of stress, like all stress from my life. Obviously, there's a lot of stress happening in the world. Um, But without working a traditional nine to five-ish job, um, it has been really eye-opening when I now am in complete control of how I'm setting up my day and what my schedule can look like and who I want to talk to. And um, it has allowed me to really think differently about what self-care is to me. And it's, it's becoming more and more something that I'm letting evolve and let it be more of a Less of a structured activity, right? So before, I had a very structured day job where my calendar was full basically from nine to six every single day, Monday through Friday. And um, if I wanted to get a massage or a facial or whatever, um, really like anything, like I had... I had to be, you know, go to therapy, whatever. I had, I had to have it scheduled. It had to be on my calendar. I had to make the time for it. Um, and now because I have more flexibility and some more time, it is allowing me to wake up and every day, because things are changing rapidly. I'm sure you might feel the same way, like <laughs> Your, your feelings are changing really quickly. Just everything around us is changing really quickly. It is then really nice to just wake up and be able to ask myself in the morning, what do I want to do today that's going to make me feel really good? What is going to bring me joy amidst the dumpster fire <laughs> that is this world right now? Like, What can I do for myself today? That is going to help me balance everything that's going on around me, and and help me restore and rejuvenate myself because I'm I'm feeling really drained. Um, and so this summer, I was lucky enough to, when it was hot, and I woke up in the morning, and I would say, you know, I, it would feel really great to go swim in the ocean in the cold. <laughs> Waters um, of Nahant Beach or wherever I went. And it is, it was just so lovely to be able to have the flexibility to make those decisions and not have it be a planned, you know, day off or whatever. Like I could do what I needed for work in the morning or in the afternoon and then go to the beach on the opposite, right? Or like, um, I don't know. I just I it it's just been really great to finally, I think, be in a space where I can listen to myself and listen to my body and have that help guide what I'm doing, which is very different. Again, I I, I am someone who really threw, myself into any job that I've ever had in the past. And it was really hard for me to have boundaries for myself. Like my, I always felt like there was more I could be doing and I'm grateful that everything that has happened this year has happened, even as devastating and, and tough. Um, That everything was, I today am so grateful that everything happened the way it did because it really gave me the opportunity to see things in a very different perspective and to really bring awareness around where I was completely out of balance in my life. And um, a new, it gave me the opportunity to just test out these new self-care tools and, you know, exercises and just different things to help me feel good and keep me, keep me as balanced as can possibly, I can possibly be right now, given everything that's happening. And I know, I mean, I know, and I've worked with these people in the past that were, I would always, you know, admire these people who were able to turn off their mind and really have um, excellent boundaries between their work and their home life. And, um, I, I don't know. I think it's just who I am as a a person. Like I, I just naturally struggle with that. And I've tried so many times to, (laughs) to, to fix that. Right. And to become a different person. And I think that everything that happened had to happen to help me, you know, redirect me onto this new path of self-employment and, um, it's just, I think, helping me embrace and more, uh, and really help me understand myself as a human and what I need. And again, that is a big thing too of, like, I've spent a lot of my life, um, naturally I think being drawn to helping others and listening to others because I think it was I mean I think that's just kind of my personality but I also think to go a little bit deeper it was a way for me to avoid my own shit and I as a result as an adult I think there's times where I have I can easily sort of snap into like helper mode (laughs) and that was like on the hierarchy scale of like you know where do i start helping someone it would be another person and then me and so so yeah i think that was the second big thing that this whole experience has helped me do which is put myself at the top of that hierarchy don't feel guilty about doing that I think that is so important and I I think it's interesting and if you're listening to this looking for some tips on or maybe some new ideas around what you can do as you're working on taking care of yourself right now what are the things in your life that you respond to or you know, what do you, what do you prioritize in your life and like order them in order of like what you view as the most important and where do you fall in, where do you fall into that equation? And we need to make space to just be and to really listen to what we need. Because I think there's a difference between something, if I can help it, like as that extreme pressure release valve, for my stress and for my anxiety because you know again just working 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 and maybe not going to the gym that night because I I had to do a few more things that couldn't wait until tomorrow and um, you know someone needed something from me or there was something I needed that I was like working towards and striving for at work and I felt like I needed to put in a bunch of extra effort um and so I just had, I had no awareness that there was a different way. I thought that I was doing the right things. I thought that I was really hold both of those experiences and, and just be able to experience how much better I feel now, now that these external circumstances in my life have changed and I, and I now feel taking care of myself. and I do, I mean, I do still think I was taking care of myself as I'm saying that I'm hearing my therapist's words saying like, well, what if, <laughs> you know, what if this all had to happen? And what if you were taking care of yourself with with what you knew at the time? And I think that was totally true. Um, so what I'm really trying to say, I think is that I am grateful to be where I am now and just to have that perspective and be able to worthy of doing these things. And I, and, and I feel like I'm on the right track. So doing self care again, like in the manner that I mentioned earlier, in you you do it because you hear you hear about self care. It's like a trendy thing right now, um, and you're stressed, you're burnt out, you're tired, and so you start doing self care or doing things that you equate to self care as that pressure release. Um, But it's a total game changer. And in my opinion, way, way fucking better (laughs) when you are doing self-care as an act of self-love and really doing it to prevent you from having those moments where you need a pressure valve. I don't ever want to go back to a time where I need... Yeah, I think to review, I think I've talked about one catching yourself and just being really aware of your consumption habits with media. And that's everything. That's TV. That's your phone. That's social media. That's news. That's literally everything. Let that old version of yourself go and stop comparing you today to who you were before March 2020. (laughs) Stop comparing yourself to who you used to be and really zoom in on the here and now and if you are gonna look back, think about yesterday. Think about last week. Let's—I I think that has really helped me—is just condensing the timeline and compare the comparison timeline of what life was like when it was "quote unquote" normal <laughs> versus okay, shit, nothing's normal. So, what was yesterday like? <laughs> and what can I learn from yesterday that can help me feel better today? And then the third thing is really unapologetically putting yourself first. And that's hard day to day. It's something you have to be really intentional and really think about. And sometimes if you're someone like me, there's times where so, um, an idea of like what I wanna do or what what sounds good can come to my mind. And I have to really sit with that for a minute and think like, really like, do I really wanna do this? Or is this just like, did I see someone do this yesterday and it, they looked like they had fun? or number two really catch yourself when you when you feel something when you think something that you think might be a should rather than like an all-in hell yeah (laughs) because that's really what you want you want to like make time for for those moments not just something that you think is going to look good to someone else or something you just have been thinking about that you should do but when you actually go to do it Your whole body is like, no, 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 this does not, this does not feel good. So remind yourself of that and give yourself the time that you need to recover because it's going to look way different than it did pre-March 2019, 2020, sorry. Um, It's going to look a lot different than it used to. Cool. Well, I don't know if I have any other kind of major <laughs> uh learnings to share. Because I again I do think that self-care, whatever you do for self-care is a deeply personal and unique thing. There's no and also uh, on that note too like <laughs> It's okay if you're hell yes, this is what I want to do for the day. It's like sit on the couch for three hours. You know, there's not a one size fits all routine that's going to help everyone. And that's kind of the fun of it too, is that you get to curate it. You get to decide what belongs and what doesn't based on how it makes you feel. That's the number one thing. So I hope that this might have been helpful. Um, Let me know what you guys think. And Maybe, you know, again, if you think this might help someone that you know, please feel free to share this episode with them, share the podcast with them. I'm so grateful for everyone who has supported me throughout this journey. I just could not be more thankful for, for your support. It means, it means so much. And I am excited to continue to share more episodes in the coming weeks Yeah, I hope you all have a great day, a great week. Hang in there and yeah, thank you again.